Hey, co-workers, it's me, Scott, and this is episode one of our new season, Boys to Men, talking about that journey of growing up. And on this episode, we're talking the early years. John almost witnesses a murder, or maybe it was a murder, I don't know, see if we can get to him and admit to it. Uh, Brian gets banned from staying home alone, and I may burn down my house. So let's get to it. What, what were you trying to access? Just any adult channel. <laughs> like, <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Like adult channel or like no, I mean like adult channel. channel, not like not like MTV, not like well, wait. better than Game Show Network. <laughs> we're talking like not safe for work channel, yeah, or are we talking yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the We Used to Work Together podcast the show celebrating the casual conversations we used to have when we worked together. I'm Scott Lesser, one of your hosts, and join me tonight are a few of my former co-workers. Say what up, John Mosesman. Hey. I like that delay. Had to make Way sure to had... really bring him into the new season, J-Mo. Wait, I like it. Wait your turn, back in the saddle. A man hey, who... Hey, guys. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Can we can we take this from the top or are we just rolling? A man who may have to reschedule his Disney trip again, Brian Ketron. I have to reschedule it again. I had not heard. Oh, well. Yeah, let me just tell you here first. You may be rescheduling it. Finding out live on the pod. You'll love to see it. How are you, fellas? Is that, is that an external reason or is that an internal reason? Right when did you, you reschedule it for, Brian? Right now it's scheduled for October. So Okay, I thought it was for some reason in July, and I was like, that's still a little bit edgy. No, 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 no. We went we went October, which uh, from what we – I think we're going like the week before or, – or sorry, the week of or maybe like a couple of weeks after the Christmas stuff gets put up. So we ready. Oh, wow. Ooh, nice. The most magical place on earth. Is that what their catchphrase is? Yep, Help. I think so. Help. I don't know. Disney. <laughs> we canceled our trip officially. It's that day. Where were you guys headed? Uh, Deutschland, Germany. Yeah, you, that's what I assumed since you've been learning. I'm, I'm watching on the Duolingo. Your Duolingo <laughs> score, by the way, I'm like, I feel like I'm crushing it, and I'm like one nine thousandth the like rank you are. So <laughs> we be so, in, Jonathan. We be in. <laughs> uh we got our tickets refunded um for our plane tickets that's really all we had booked and the only reason why we were able to refund them is because they moved our flight within like over six hours they changed it within six hours so we Mm. that qualifies us for a refund they weren't even gonna give refunds for corona stuff that's how much american airlines is like screw you please don't cancel or like when were you supposed to be leaving uh, like September. Oh, okay. So you you uh you called that already. You're you're ahead oh, of yeah. that game. Yeah, we're we're calling it. And uh, American Airlines will not refund you for any reason except when they move your flights. Apparently, but pandemic. Nice. Nah, you're still going on that flight. <laughs> Bring your mail. You're on it. <laughs> we'll be sure to at American Airlines in the pod description. Yeah. Hashtag not a sponsor. You people need to educate yourselves. Myth. Three Americans every year die from rabies. Fact, four Americans every year die from rabies. Oh, Scott, you're on point. 
I'm I was a little hot, a little embarrassed about how quick I dropped that. So, so nervous to get make it on time. You did it, buddy. <laughs> so I need to add a need to add a little correction to the uh, what's the thing? What's like the official the minutes? Can we get an addendum? Yeah, on the minutes to, to the to the ledger for this podcast. Yeah, to the ledger. Uh, I feel like in a world where it is so easy to uh, just throw out your thoughts you know it's it's easy to get your stuff out there and it's really hard to like track stuff down and like was this right like did they correct this has this changed Mm. i feel like it's important to uh correct yourself and to go back on the record when you change your stance and that happened to me very recently about something we just talked about crocs uh no I, I, could feel, I could feel that momentum wave coming my way again to get blasted, but I, I actually think it's coming back on John, so I'm feeling good. I'm, You're I'm safe. Feel locked like in. B-catch You're is safe. sweating. I'm, st- I'm still same opinion on Crocs. Useful, but terrible. So <laughs> the thing that I completely 180'd on, which, did I blast Scott for this? I don't think I blast. I think we just talked about it. Uh, I've completely turned around on giving your children a kiss on the lips. Oh, because, hey, what's yeah. up? I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, oh, man, boy, I don't know. Do I need to change my stance on it? I mean, she's only 10 months old, but Danielle has started to, you know, do the kiss. And then she'll, like, give you, like, the like the open maw, uh-huh. like how babies kiss, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. And it's the cutest thing in the world, and I love it. And I never, like, in an instant, I completely reversed my stance on that being weird. Yeah, I'll do whatever. I'll do whatever. <laughs> and now, because of... I have like a somewhat long mustache. Every time I go in, she like does the open mouth. And then as soon as my mustache touches her lips, she like jerks back. And so like, we still have not gotten like a real like a kiss to happen. It's her, me just like going in and then tickling her lip. And then she backs up, which is also funny. <laughs> my stance still remains. This entire segment made me uncomfortable. <laughs> it's a good thing. This Your is kids very first never... episode, Brian. Or you'd be, you know, pantomiming things that would make us break. Yes. Yeah. You've, you've matured so much. So your kids don't, they don't put you in the position to have to choose? Me? No. I mean, some of it is, is probably a, a, a trained habit, I suppose. Because, like, mm-hmm. we, ju- I just don't. The only person on the planet I kiss on the lips is Taylor. And your mom so, when you think your mom. Oh, dang it. And my mom, if I, you know, if I forget, you know. You'll have to go back uh, a <laughs> season to hear that one, Jet. I've been waiting to oh, throw that one perfect. in there and Scott beat me to it. Oh man. <laughs> I was too excited again on the drop <laughs> the live drop of me. <laughs> so we'll see. I would say as a baby, very cute. I do think there there comes a point where you kinda need a transition, you know, yeah. away from that. Especially I have reached that point. Well, why don't you transition situation. us <laughs> out of this, Brian? <laughs> so as Scott and John like to do, they have set me up perfectly. <laughs> For the plug section. Are you ready, chat? Well, here it comes. If you are not following us already, be sure to jump on over to Twitter and follow us at We Used to Podcast. Two weeks ago, I decided, you know what, I'm going to take this serious. I'm going to jump in. I'm going to be on Twitter more. And guess what? I posted zero times. But this week, this week is the week I turn that corner and I get back on our Twitter account. So be sure to follow us at We Used to Podcast. Also, if you'd like to email in a question or say hi to Scotty Too Hotty, who mans that email, 
You can email fans at we used to work together.com and we might just hear your question on the air. What a treat. Also, what Scott waved, treat. but this is a podcast, so no one saw him. <laughs> yeah, I, d- I did wave. You could listen to messages of Scott. I was like, hey, me over here. Just <laughs> enhancing the experience for them all. That is what <laughs> Scott is doing behind uh-huh. the scenes. And finally, there are some changes that will be coming to our Patreon account. But if you would like early access to all of our episodes, be sure to check out patreon.com slash work together. And there you can financially support our show and help us keep up this high quality pod. Yeah, so we kind of mentioned it uh, in the intro, but this season is called Boys to Men. And so we wanted to talk about kind of our journey um, growing up, talk about the young years, those early days. Um, we're talking about that today. But we'll also be talking about high school, college, meeting our wives, getting married, becoming fathers, uh, kind of that full life cycle, you know, starting careers, etc. cetera. So um, on this season, yeah, you're going to kind of hear a lot of different aspects of our lives, and today we'll be talking about them baby days. Well, not really baby days, just the early years, the adolescence. And I'm still just thinking about my old pals. Only now they're the ones I made here. I wish there was a way to know you're in the good old days before you've actually left them. Mm, we're gonna need. Mm, we're gonna need a little. Someone's got to come back and edit. Edit in all the weeping out. <laughs> uh, so yeah, go we ahead. We didn't nail that drop. We didn't nail that drop, Scott. Brian called yeah. it. You were ready. God crushed so, it. it. Was that's what you pointed at me? <laughs> yeah. I, f- <laughs> I found this tweet that I can't find anymore, but I'm going to paraphrase it for you because I remember it because it was seared into my brain. And it goes something like this: The year is 1997. Your friends have just arrived at your house. You just popped in your rumble packs into your N64 controllers and golden eye into the N64. Your mom just ordered Pizza Hut for delivery. You didn't know it, but this was the best time of your life. I got chills. (laughs) It wrecked me. My question to open this up is, why is nostalgia so powerful? Because I was... So... I was talking with my mom and Danielle about schooling. Um, obviously, you know, Evelyn's 10 months old, so she's quite a ways from going to school. And so we're talking about options and like, what should we do? Should we consider homeschool? Should we try something else? And um, I started rethinking my school experience. And I just, I kept getting this feeling of like, I remembered a lot of the good parts about school and a lot of the not good parts, but it's it was just amazing to me how how like powerful those emotions are and how just like heavily kind of edited they are. You know, like you remember the good things as being so good and then the bad things as being so bad and there's really not anything in the middle. So I guess my first question is like, do you guys have that same experience? Do you remember your childhood as these like, I don't know, almost too good to be true. It's like when I got back Mm -hmm. into wow, it's like too good to be true. Like was it, it wasn't actually that good, was it? Yeah, I mean, I, it's almost like when you watch The Sandlot and you're just like, yeah, that was how my childhood was too. Like, wait, was it? Like, <laughs> were we having sleepovers, making s'mores, telling legends of the neighborhood? And it's like, yeah, we did, I feel like. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I did have a pretty fantastic uh, childhood, at least like the way I look back on it. 
Um, and yeah, nostalgia is super strong. I mean, just before the episode, I got busted because I pulled up r slash nostalgia for no reason. And I was just <laughs> scrolling it going, oh, yeah, I think I think for me, the most classic kind of example of of that is like all these video games or movies or whatever that are like so seared in my brain. Sometimes when I pull them up, it's like I'm there. I'm transported like when I boot up Super Mario World, which I still play to this day. I am taken back and I just love that game. Other things and I, I know there's a movie it's. Like, on the tip of my tongue, I can't quite find it, but there have been times where I'm like, this is the greatest movie ever when I was a kid. And then I, like, try to show my kids. And I'm like, yeah, you guys are right. This is terrible. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't, I have not, like, there's part of me that has not grown up and given in, like, on that stuff. And I will rewatch bad movies from when I was a kid. I'm like, no wonder this crushed. Like, this is such a good movie. Like, I will still watch Scooby-Doo and the Boo Brothers. I'm like, these riddles are off the chain. So good. So scary. Well, That's funny because I had the opposite experience. And specifically, you mentioned Sandlot. I had never seen it. And then during college, they had a, uh, at the Myriad Gardens, they they put up like a big projector and they played that. Um, And then they had like, you know, little food trucks and stuff around. And, you know, my wife was really into it. All the friends we went with were into it. And I was bored out of my mind. I mean, I was like up, like going to get popcorn and then I was getting like a snow cone. And it's just like, I didn't have the nostalgia and it just, it was just like a miss for me. But they were all just like, this is the best movie ever. I can't believe this. Okay. So the younger years, the elementary years, that's probably at least for me about when I started staying home. But for you guys, do you remember even maybe the first time you stayed home or, about the time you guys started staying home? I mean, I don't want to totally dominate the convo, but I, so at a very young age, I was, I'm obviously very young, but like, well, pretty young, third grade. I was walking myself to and from school solo, two working, two working parents, didn't like do daycare or anything. So I would walk myself to school and we'll come home to the home alone and make myself a PB&J and watch cartoons. So yeah, I remember. So, Scott, you said that in a way that made me feel like you had a story deep inside your loins. Uh, I mean, I got lots. I got lots from that period of time, but a specific one. So I was, I was supposed to have pretty strict instructions of, like, in the morning, you know, here's where here's the breakfast items you can choose from. You can't, like, have just, like, candy for breakfast. So both parents are gone so, by the time you just wake even, up? Just even in the mm-hmm. morning. Oh, yeah, in the morning. They were both gone before I went to school. That's and weird. so, yeah, so I was supposed to, like, eat breakfast, get to school on time, etc. And one of the rules, this was, like, right when we first got our personal computer. This would have been, like, fifth grade, probably, when we got a PC. And one of the rules was I was not allowed to play video games before school. Um, and I did, because no one was there. So, what? <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, Where's your brother some- in this? So he was, so he was, I was definitely too young to take care of him because he would have been like four or five kind of thing. Um, hmm. And because we were about so six years him? apart. So they took him with him? So they, no, they took him to daycare. So he, because he wasn't in elementary oh, okay. school yet. And so he would get, he would, they'd take him to daycare in the morning and then I would take myself to him from school. Uh, and so 
and because I definitely was not old enough to take care of me and him, as you'll see. So uh, <laughs> during this specific story, my I had just got new gloves for like the winter time, and they were like these really nice, like thick gloves. They had like an athletic team on them. They had these like two metal clasps that would like you could keep the gloves together when you weren't wearing them for some reason. Like okay, yeah. take them off, clip them together. Now they won't get lost. So. I had been playing outside with them uh, and taking them off because it probably got too hot. I was like, these are going to be so cool to play with. And I was like, they're too hot. Took them off. Um, Well, then that evening, my dad was like, hey, it's going to be really cold tomorrow. Make sure you got your new gloves like ready to go. And I inside was like, "Uh uh-oh, they're outside. I can't tell them that I wasn't responsible and left my gloves out there. And they might because it was like raining. I was like, can't tell them that I goofed and left the gloves out there. So... I know, I'm already plotting. I'm like, in the morning, I'm going to go get them. It's all good. So parents leave in the morning. The second they leave, I go grab my gloves. I bring them inside. They're drenched. I'm like, great. I got to wear these to school. I don't know how to use the dryer, but I do know how to use the microwave. Oh, no. <laughs> so I throw those two guys into the microwave. Remember, they have metal clasps to hold them together. Will this come back the- later, Scott? <laughs> Here's the callback. So I throw them in the microwave set them to, I think it was like a few minutes of some sort. And then I went upstairs to start playing Wolfenstein was my game of choice. My, the OG first person shooter. So I'm playing Wolfenstein completely engrossed in it. And I realize a significant amount of time has passed and I never heard the microwave go like, I never heard it go like beep, beep, you know? And so I was like, Hmm, that's weird. And it was about that same moment that I realized I smelt something. And I was like, that's odd. What am I smelling? And in that same kind of like all, like the sequence all starts to slow down for me. In that same like breath, I look up and I see rolling into our living room, (laughs) just the tendrils, just the tendrils of some black smoke. And I think, hmm, that's not good. (laughs) And so I like run through my kitchen, which is like thick with smoke. And I get to our like laundry room that where the microwave is. And I can't, the room is just all black smoke just engulfed in black smoke and the I, only thing i can see in the laundry room is this like ball of fire that is the microwave oh my gosh and, and so what i decide to do is i run in and i just i punch the like open button and then run out and as i punch that button and the door opens flames just like ooh, like oxygen just hits that bad boy and it ooh, i'm just like up the wall and oh I went and ran into our living room and like was like hiding, like waiting oh, no. to see like what's about to happen. Like, am I out of here? And I'm also thinking, how can I spin this? Because I was like, there's no way I can call them and be like, I almost burnt their house down. I was playing video games. Like, please don't murder me. So I was like trying to think of just anything, but I was like, I got nothing. So I had to call my mom and. I can only literally like now as a, a parent, like try to imagine that phone call. Cause I was like shook, way shook, like crying, totally scared. The fl- the fire stopped. Like once the microwave, like after that initial fireball, the fire went out. Uh, but the, like the wall completely black roof, black microwave ruined. Call my mom, tell her that I've burnt the house down. And, <laughs> and uh, I didn't tell him until I was uh, like, wasn't a full grown adult married how, with kids how, how that, that I was playing was video games. How coherent was that call to your mom? Was it like, oh, there's a, there's, there's, or were you just like, mom, there's a fire. Oh no. Yeah. I was like, 
Exactly. I was somewhat hysterical of like, <laughs> and I just can't imagine my mom at work getting that call, which she like was always like calling to check in on me and making me like, as soon as I got home from school, I had to call. If I was like five minutes late, she's calling to be like, Hey, are you supposed to be home already? Are you home? And I'm like, oh, I forgot to call you. Like, so like, she's probably like thinking about, is Scott on his way to school yet? Did he get there safely? And then I call from home and she's like, this is not good. And I answer and I'm like, oh, I'm the house now. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's going on? So that's my story from staying home as a kid. And I, I loved it. I loved it. staying home as a kid though. So did you get to keep <laughs> staying home after that? Mm-hmm, I did. <laughs> they just Uh-oh. didn't have another option. <laughs> they didn't have any choices. They just unplugged the computer. Uh-huh. Took the uh-huh. <laughs> they didn't know. They didn't know the computer was involved. I didn't. Uh, I just told them that I put it in the microwave and it caught on fire. <laughs> what did you tell? Or what? How did they react when you told them the real story as an adult? It was like it, very much like pieces were fitting together for them. Of like, mm, that makes way more <laughs> sense. That like. You wouldn't have put it in the microwave and then it kind of caught fire and then like that much, because it was like pretty good damage was done. And so it wasn't like, you know, I just turned the microwave on and, you know, because I like, you know, you ever put like a CD in the microwave and it's like, whoa, and you like open it instantly. Like that was dangerous. This was like minutes of just <laughs> carnage, you know? <laughs> like I was, I was pumping through levels on Wolfenstein. Like I was like, man, I'm making great time. I'm in the zone. <laughs> well, and as a kid, well, you definitely think like five minutes means more dry than right it's like, it's like the dryer it's yeah. it's all the same it just heats it faster so the, the dryer dr- runs for like an hour so this is like five minutes that'd be great so john scott set the bar yeah do you no, do I, you a- admittedly i i asked this question to set up my own story but john yeah, I'll, so I'll give you i'll an be a good i'll be a good uh intersection between these two let us come down off that in the words of one of my favorite video games i played during this time period super smash brothers melee no contest so yeah i don't think i was ever left as a kid ever actually i don't think i ever was left as a kid because my mom didn't work and then, smart move my man smart move. <laughs> i don't know that sounded pretty fun but so my mom worked or didn't work and then we were one of the cool things about me growing up was that all of my mom's side of my family was within like a two or three minute drive from each other. So there, there was always somebody to like go to their house or to, right. to watch us. Um, I mean, there's, you know, we'd have 20 to 30 people at Thanksgiving that are all just like next door, the street over, mm. the neighborhood over. That's so awesome. Yeah, I don't actually I can't remember. It was super awesome. Um, that's what made the, pool party's really awesome too because it was just like 20 people big but big family that's like my wife's my wife's family is like everyone's pretty close in age lived very near each other all the cousins etc yeah and it was like i mean when i go to their thanksgiving it's like massive and my thanksgiving is like it's like me my brother my mom and dad like you know my extended family lives in texas uh, and that's about it you know like we didn't have a very large family Oh, we yeah. doubled down on both sides. My mom Did you? Yeah, my mom's side. Uh, we were close growing up. They all lived around here. So we would have some big old party here for whatever holiday. And then my dad's family is like ultra close. And so we would all go up there. Cousins were about the same age. So, yeah, it was uh, even for a fellow like me, holidays were a whip. <laughs> and I will before you chime in your story I just wanted to mention that 
I, staying home, like being home alone for me, like I ran home from school in that like time, but pre anyone else coming home, because I was like a very imaginative kid, like lived in an imagination land, but also was like super aware that that was like mm, a little bit like strange maybe. And <laughs> so I, I like didn't get to tap into it very often, but when no one was home, dude, like I'd sprint home and it was like, I'm in Jurassic Park for the next hour. It's just me here looking <laughs> so- for the raptors. <laughs> So this might fit this this section a little bit. This is not the setup to my story necessarily. But there was – I remember being probably like 15, 16, 17 and going, I'm never going to enjoy watching sports on TV. I'm only going to ever want to watch cartoons. I still find <laughs> no enjoyment in like grown-up television. Uh-huh. Did that happen for you guys where you were like, I'm never going to stop liking cartoons. I'm going to be a weird kid forever. We were not allowed to watch anything but cartoons up until, I mean, like, I think as we approached, so I I did one year of college in my hometown. And so I I was at home for the first year. Growing up, my parents were like strict on what we could watch. But even, I guess maybe I do agree, Brian, because either I didn't have a choice to watch other things or it's just like watching... The Food Network, Game Show Network, and SpongeBob and Nickelodeon was like kind of, it was good. I mean, I didn't feel like I needed anything else outside of that. Well, see, you named two grown-up things that I was terrified I would never <laughs> SpongeBob. Enjoy. Well, no, he said Food Network and something else there. You Game know, Show Network. Food Game Network. Show, yeah. Game Show Network. Yeah, I was. I was. Those like, are the only PG channels, is why. <laughs> I would come home and turn on Cartoon Network literally every day until did you guys this is cause such a dumb kid but all of our anything that wasn't friendly uh, was locked down by passcode uh and i spent a whole summer trying to crack that passcode and it was only four <laughs> digits and you could do it like three times and then you get locked out on old dish network and so i kept track of where I was, I never got in. Hold that on, sounds got like, in. hold on, hold that on. Sounds no, like we're Scott. doing we're doing some math. Okay, so there's a thousand possible choices. You can choose three yeah, right. a day, and you did it for how long? Let's see. It would be ten times ten times ten times I just ten. Said there's ten thousand. You oh, said it's three digits. Way more. Oh, it was a four digit code. Okay, that's a little four different. digit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With with ten possible. Okay, for that each. seems a little harder. <laughs> and I started those zeros and. Got into the thousands. I was about to say you went you went the the hard way. Zero 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 one. Zero 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 two. What was locked? Zero 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 three. Try again in three hours. But also I was trying to stay incognito from my younger brother. I didn't want him to know what the scoop was. So if he wasn't like back in his room playing video games, no go on that day. What what were you trying to access? Just any adult channel. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> like adult channel or like no, I mean, like adult channel. channel, not like not like MTV, not like oh, wait. better than Game Show Network. <laughs> we're talking like not safe for work channel, or are we talking yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. If this I don't know, I told, you guys. I don't know I told you, but I thought. I, I wasn't was tracking. I wasn't tracking that direction. Uh, boy, I wanted to see that VH1 countdown. <laughs> oh man! Oh, that's good. That's good. That stuff. was me as a youth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they left that kid home alone. 
that kid home alone just trying to crack the code they knew they could keep me this set it at 9999 it would take me a lifetime (laughs) (laughs) it'll keep him busy all summer (laughs) that's all they had to do uh where were we at brian so i was yeah i was supposed to i was supposed to tell something about staying home by myself uh so there's two directions i can go one story i almost feel like i've told before but i'll save it for a a later episode but it's eerily similar to scott's burning (laughs) the house down but what prompted this question was uh so i had the privilege so i would go to like a summer camp or whatever and then i was given the privilege to stay home by myself but my little brother was only 14 months younger than me so he was in like the grade below me and so basically as soon as i was able to do anything they just sort of tacked him on to the Uh, uh equation and so we both started staying home at the same time and like i said we had been in a summer camp then they let us stay home and Within a week, we had to go back to the summer camp because what we were doing was it started with a food fight with grapes. So we got grapes out of the fridge and for whatever reason, it sounded fun to throw them at each other. And so we were throwing them at each other all over the living room, all over the place. And uh, then we thought that doesn't that doesn't quite do it. So <laughs> this is only staining stuff. So we're we're, we're not wounded. We're not. So hurt. we upgraded to steak knives. <laughs> that leap, you dumb tums. Why are kids so, so dumb? So here's how we got caught. So my brother would stand at the the like door to the front door to our house, and I would throw knives at him. And they would stick in the door, and so oh, wow. I would. Oh, you're throwing them at him. Also, keep in mind I'm in like third or fourth grade throwing knives at my brother. <laughs> so you're probably thinking, I mean, were you in your head thinking I'm definitely not trying to actually hit him, but I no. wanted to get pretty close. Not even that, really. I was I was trying not to get close, really, either. <laughs> okay, okay. But still, so you weren't like, what's going to happen if this gets into the thigh? But. <laughs> But think think how wide a door is. Put like a third grader in front of that door, and I'm still hitting the door. Just and, a silhouette. And in a nutshell, what happened was sometimes I just totally missed. They wouldn't stick. But about a dozen times, the knife stuck in the door. And my dad comes home. He's like that night. He shuts the door, and he looks, and there's all these like there's marks from where just the knife hit the door. And then there's marks where it actually stuck in the door. And until this moment, that's what my parents knew, that we were just throwing knives at the door. Not that we were standing. Brian, your mom listens to this. My mom mom does listen. What's up, mom? I'll be getting a phone call. Mom (laughs) thought I was playing Wolfenstein, but Brian was throwing knives at his brother. I was throwing knives at Carl. So, in a nutshell, he finds he finds that. Then he finds like grapes that we didn't get picked up, stuck to the wall and behind chairs and stuff. And we lost our stay home privilege for the rest of the summer. We went back to summer camp, and here was the worst part: we were like, (laughs) "Can we late enroll these boys?" (laughs) We were like the oldest kids at this summer camp, and we were just like, 
oh my gosh, I hate this so much. And anyway, it, it straightened us up. And so then we waited till next year to play with fire. Man, I can <laughs> tell this season, this season's going to have a very, uh, it's a very obvious path that this is going to take comparing my childhood to both of yours, I think. Oh, so I, you I think... didn't, you didn't throw any knives. No, not that I remember. <laughs> I think, what do you got for us john i was gonna say okay. I think scott and i are gonna have similar paths john tame us up here so okay so i want to know what your favorite like what was your go-to playtime activity what did you do where did you do it how did you do it you know like what was your go-to thing after school or in the summer so in an effort to save time i'll just throw mine in because it's pretty pretty average so video games was my lyfe i just gamed all the time i was either gaming or i played a lot of sports but my favorite game that came to mind was we had some kids that were about our age like there was like two families that had kids about our age that lived near us and we would play a game called manhunt and what we would Hmm, do is it was it's hide and seek with the variant being you dress in all black, head to toe. You like, you know, like black everything so that you can be as stealthy as possible. And then it was played outside and you would hide. And then I guess it was pretty much hide and seek, but we called it manhunt. And so you, anyway, it was all about like trying to, like you could lay in like a middle of the yard. So we kind of lived not Here's super. In the, road. <laughs> in the middle of the road. Like you guys would. <laughs> in all black. But no, like one of, some of those. And when strats, you found them, you'd throw knives at them to see if that was them. And if they you threw yelled, a knife in the got them. Uh, but anyway, so we that was that was I love that game because it was just all about like how stealthy can you be. We uh, so we had a pretty solid like neighborhood crew, and I was on, I was like on the young end, but it's probably like it was a good like five or six, but then there were like fringe kids from like you know, a block or two away uh, that would grow to like double digit kind of thing. But we would play outside constantly in the summertime, um, you know, playing basketball, playing hockey, playing tag, hide and seek. But my favorite was definitely, we just called it generic. It was just called guns. Y'all want to play guns? And <laughs> yeah, we okay. would. This must be similar to knives, which I played with Carl. <laughs> what an original name. OG branding expert. Um, and it was that everyone we had guns it was usually like all against all our teams and you would just like the whole neighborhood was like on and you would jump into different backyards you would be running zigzagging across the street and it was all like honor system so it was like you'd come but around what, the corner what was the guns was, per- portion of it so you would shoot you'd shoot at each other and be you'd just like the gun is just a like toy gun nothing didn't not not nerf not laser tag and but you would say like i got you (laughs) and if you got that person they would have to like pause close their eyes and like count to 10 something like that and they could rejoin the game but that mostly turned into like arguments of like i shot you like you didn't shoot me i was i was jumping over the fence like no i got you before you even went over the fence and then next thing you know it's a (laughs) it's a brawl uh and like i said i was on the younger side so i was never challenging anybody but uh people would actually fight oh there well there were some kids that were just listen they we're going to get picked on regardless of where they g- grew up. They just were that kid. Um, 
and so Scott was so, the one fighting based off of how no, he answered that. I wasn't, but but There's poor some kids Ryan just, just needed poor a bruising, Ryan you know? and poor Kenny. <laughs> some kids Cry just deserved Ryan. it. You know what I mean? And Kenny, Ryan, Ryan, they what did you do to this kid? <laughs> I didn't, but I witnessed. Uh, but they would all is like. Why are you guys trying to start a fight with the bigger, meaner kid? Like, don't you know that always ends badly? If he says he shot you, he shot you. Uh, and, and so they would usually end up getting. And it was all good though. Later we'd be we'd be all good and back to playing street hockey and everything was fine. This is a tease to maybe next episode. But did you ever play airsoft as a kid or as a Mm-mm. as a teenager? Played paintball as a uh, yeah as a teenager. Played paintball. S- similar thing, but boy, we so we would play a similar version of what you just described, except for with little basically BB gun type things. Also, the most fun. <laughs> so I'm actually kind of surprised. I guess I'm surprised in one way. And I'm surprised. I'm not surprised in the other because the thing that we did, we played video games tons of it i mean that was really fun my well so the thing i think that made my childhood it was probably one of the best parts aside from being close to family is back in the day you don't see this much anymore but neighborhoods were all unique like every house was unique right now it's all about efficiency and so there's like a spec plan and so you're choosing Mm -hmm. one of four layouts and they're Mm -hmm. gonna you know the houses all look the same they're all the same proportions the fencing is all set up the same where, where we grew up, everyone, every house was so different. The layout was different. Um, how you got into the backyard, where the backyard was, if there was even a fence around the backyard, it was all unique. And so we were on this, um, we had our house, and then next to our house was this empty lot because um, my parents had built that area. So they like left the lot next to them open. And so from my house, like diagonal across from my backyard was my best friend's house the house over from him was his best friend's house and so like we would just call him on the phone be like hey you want to hang out and then we'd all just like meet at that point that went along a creek behind the backs of all of our houses and so at any point we wanted to hang out which was basically every day um you could just hop my back fence and now i'm at my best friend's house or now we'll go over one over and talk to his, you know, our other friend or our other friend. And so what that became was, we called it, it's funny you you called it manhunt, Brian, because we called it extreme hide and seek. And it's hide and seek, but if you got seen, you were out. And so... Dang, get seen. If you, got, if you got seen at all, then you're out. And you're now the person who's seeking these people. And it was across the entire neighborhood... But the coming back to our house layout, there's this big creek like canal that was behind all the houses, but every house had like a different fence structure, a different like you could hide around corners of stuff. And so it was like, it's probably one of the most thing fun things I've ever done, even to this day, because you would start hiding and then you're running all over the neighborhood. You're going in the canals behind the houses and as soon as you saw the person that was seeking you, you would tail them. And that was like the game. It wasn't like hide. It was like hide until you see them and then follow them as they looked around the neighborhood trying to find you. It was so much fun. Mm. We called it extreme hide and seek because... I kind of want to play that now. See, that's the thing is you can't now. You get, a, Obviously, you get arrested adults. for that. You know? <laughs> 
Well, one, we're adults, and two, like, the neighborhoods are all boring. They're all, like, the same house with the fences that completely block off all side access, all, like, back access. But we called it extreme because we would, like, try and... Basically, it was, like, don't get seen or you're it. So it was, like, if you need to dive in somebody's front bushes and there's, like, a wasp Uh, nest uh in there, you're hanging out. If you want to crawl, like, through the canal... (laughs) If you want to be in like a tree, climb a tree, you can do it. Uh, it was super fun. I hope that my kids have a similar. So all these like play outside things, I think, are so much harder to do today because I feel yeah, like everyone ask. is like everyone's very conscious of like. I don't know that child snatching is necessarily gone up. I think we just know every single one that happens now, and so I, like. You think you're you think you're gonna let your kids walk home from school by themselves? No way, I'm. Doing that. <laughs> no, no. Well, yeah. I I still have like some anxiety and stuff when my kids go uh, go and play in the cold and sack and stuff, and not necessarily so much for the someone's gonna come snatch them, but more just uh, uh, more just that I I don't know, like I'm like way more protective of a parent that I ever thought I would be. Whereas like my parents, dude, I was staying home super young and like, I couldn't imagine my kids doing that now. I mean, we played outside, no supervision. Just like, I mean, we were just running around the neighborhood. You know what I mean? Jumping in yards, going to friends' houses. I mean, I had, there were like rules like of like, you can't, uh, essentially you know he's like okay you can't go into like a kid's house that you don't know it's like these are the three or four kids that we that you're it's cool if you like go over to their house so it was never like i ended up like 10 blocks away in like a random house but it still was like somewhat wild the level of or the lack of supervision um but i also think that is important i think that i want to figure out ways to transparently recreate that right so we're like maybe i'm maybe my kids feel like they're not supervised and they're having fun and they're making big choices but i'm actually in those bushes with the wasps you got the night vision goggles on just creeping like i'm i'm there well that's what's crazy is like and it's kind of cliche to say but literally my parents it was like hey i'm gonna go play outside i'll be home Mm -hmm. you know obviously this is now the most cliche oldest thing i could say but like no cell phones no nothing it was just Mm -hmm. like they were just like, cool, see ya when I see ya. And if I ended up, you know, down the street at my buddy's house or fishing at the pond behind our house or, you know, building a tree house with my little brother, it, it like, it was just, it was totally different. And I was young. I was young. I was like the age of my, my oldest now. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about in the world of next door, how... How is any neighbor going to react to four kids running around the side of their Dude, house? Dude, kids can't behind ride their, their bikes in my neighborhood. People Wait, get what? mad about kids riding kids riding bikes in my neighborhood. Draws posts on our neighborhood mm. group. Hey, your kids are riding in my driveway, riding around my vehicle. And I'm like, dang, like kids can't even just like they're like their parents aren't outside watching them. This is out of control. It's like, dang, that's so. Like literally a 180 from my childhood. Yeah, yeah. we we live jarring. in a, we live in a pretty pretty good neighborhood where like, especially this time of year, like everybody's outside, and so we're during like all the quarantine stuff. We went on infinitely more walks and bike rides and stuff like that, and so we're almost like getting used to seeing 
our neighbors and stuff. So, uh, Scott, the the neighborhood's open and we have arms open. I'll come drop my kids off. Hey, you guys, get out! <laughs> I'll pick you back up at dusk. I just want a friend to live with. Where can 10 we go? Anywhere. <laughs> uh, this may get cut out, but <laughs> I'll go ahead and ask it. Good setup. Because that's what the con- the concern the concern is predatory behavior probably. Um, more than like my kid like ambling into the road. So, do you guys have any close calls as you might call them growing up? So one with what? I'm gonna make a statement and then a uh, uh, answer the <laughs> them, question. Them, them preds. <laughs> I'll make a statement and then a slightly not <laughs> answering that question. So mine's actually not so much that legitimately. Mine is more my kids. They just live in their own world and. My my middle, she has learned to ride a bike, and she is going to be me. She is psychotic on her bike and just goes as fast as she possibly can. Did she ever uh, like, strap a milk crate to that bad boy and just... <laughs> oh, she <laughs> will. That mechanism work. Throwback once, to season one. Once she learns how, she will. She's just so wild. But she'll just like go down the driveway, no regard for any vehicle, any anything that might be coming down. So that's more my concern. Uh Never had the predator. I don't know if this is a setup by Scott, uh, but we did think it was so funny. Oh, you guys ready for the next level funniest thing anyone's ever done? <laughs> so at one of my buddy's house, he his fence backed up to like, you know, a main road and we would jump his fence and we would fake fight when cars would go by. And we, would, <laughs> we would. That's so Good. We would, we would like fake knock each other out and roll down the hill like super dramatic, and we would try to get the cars to stop. Do you know how many cars stopped for us? <laughs> Probably none. Zero. Zero. Not, Not even a honk. <laughs> and we did this maybe a hundred times. Maybe a hundred cars. That's passed. such a kid thing to think. Like someone's it going to so see it. Obvious. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Uh, and then you fall back away. Yes. <laughs> so I used to a thing that kind of like that, but God, I was what a stupid kid. I look back, I'm just like, what a dumb kid I was. But <laughs> <clears throat> I had soccer practice that was on this military base, and um, you had to go through like a security checkpoint, and so security checkpoint would come, and I for some reason decided at some point that I was going to. See if I could make the guard <laughs> think that I was. <laughs> I don't even know how to explain this, but I <laughs> think that in some way I had a bomb, just by the way I was like looking. <laughs> Yowza! Yowza! So, you know, he'd come to like, hey, what are you guys coming in for? Sometimes they would like walk around the car or like run a little mirror under it or whatever, but, and I would like in my head think, I wonder if he thinks I'm a robot that's got a bomb in me. What a kid. What a kid. <laughs> so I just hey, weird. Someone bullied the heck out of me on this episode. Please, I deserve it. <laughs> I just remembered one thing that I did that was a little mischievous. Um, and it wasn't even intentionally supposed to be mischievous. But for some reason, my brother and I found uh, a bunch of like cherry tomatoes in our garage that had kind of like been out. I guess maybe they got forgotten and they kind of gone mushy and stuff. And for some reason, we thought it would be a good idea to... We thought it would be really fun to hit them with tennis rackets and see how far we could (laughs) get them to go. But that didn't end up being fun enough 
because you need to have them hit something and splat. That was like the satisfying oh, yeah. part. That's the and so yeah, exactly. We ended up smashing uh, rotten cherry tomatoes into cars in our house, and oh. uh, never got never got in trouble. Never heard anything. I don't know if anyone knew it was us. We didn't do it a ton, but looking back, that was not a good thing to do. When we talk teenage years, oh buddy, oh, I'm, we'll probably <laughs> I'm ready for we'll the probably, stories. We'll probably have to cut <laughs> half the episode because <laughs> just for legal reasons, I will not. <laughs> be able to land a job after people hear what I did. So Scott, you mentioned um, getting in fights with kids. And I, I kind of was like, Oh, that's crazy. I can't believe you fought. But then I remembered for some reason, there was this bratty family of kids that was like adjacent (laughs) to my backyard. I mean, absolute brats. Um, These two brothers, I'm not going to say their names. But so there was kind of no like crying Ryan shout out. <laughs> there was like my friend group, which we were all, I mean, we're not tough guys. We're not trying to pick fights. We're just playing hide and seek. And then there was this other kind of group, which are these two brothers and this other kid, two other kids. And one day I remember walking home from playing at my friend's house and my, these kids were like, kind of like harassing me and like, like five or six kids are following me home and like, like kind of pushing on me and like calling mm. names and stuff. And then at one point, one of them trips me. And so I go kerplat on the uh, concrete, which mm. scuffed me up pretty good. Mm. Uh, so I run home to my mom and cry my Name eyes names. out. I'm going to fight them right <laughs> now. Yeah, but, I'm, I'm fired up. So then in Oklahoma, for those who are not in Oklahoma, um, it doesn't snow very often. We don't get very good snows, but once every five to 10 years, we'll get like what the North would consider like, this is our seasonal thing. We'll get like a good snow. I'm talking like, you know, six inches of snow or something. And I remember it twice in my life. And this time, <laughs> so we're overplaying in my friend's house. And one of these guys in this like opposing group uh, had an older brother that was quite a few years old, probably five or so years older than us. And he played baseball. And so we were playing in my friend's yard. And so he, from his yard on the opposite side of the street, starts throwing snowballs at us. And he's pretty good, like pretty accurate. And it hurt (laughs) when you got hit because he's lobbing them hard and from quite a ways. And so when they landed, they had some speed coming in. And so we kind of break into this like, you know, friendly snowball fight. Um, And they get closer and we get closer and we're doing this. (laughs) at some point so like my friend's yard that we were on was very slanted and so it was all snow but towards the end where the curb was it was like very icy (laughs) and so we're like throwing snowballs at each other really close and at one point i noticed my brother what's up jonathan (laughs) goes up to this younger one the younger brother who's like a year i think younger than us picks up essentially an ice brick out of the snow like it had been carved out and just smashes it over that kid. <laughs> Fatality. <laughs> I just, me and my friend, my best friend were just like, oh my God, like, you, Jonathan, what did you do? But just smashes this like ice brick over this kid's head. And that ended the fight and we all went home. But you could have killed that kid right there, I think. <laughs> yeah. That's, so, uh, that's, that's significant, <laughs> an ice block. <laughs> So another uh, another Carl story. We were over at one of my friends' house, 
that lived near us, and they had like a manhole cover in their yard. Goodness. I'm Yo, you know where this is going. This. <laughs> it's a heavy it might, object. My little brother and I, we used to fight all the time. Like, And when I say fight, I don't mean like we would pick on each other or whatever. Like we would like shove each other and punch each other and, and all that stuff. But also he was like my favorite human in the world. It was just a very weird dynamic. But I have no idea what the fight started over. But him and I were like shoving each other or whatever. And so then he blindside tackles me. That's the last thing your boy remembers. Because <laughs> I don't know how, I don't know what time passed. But a few minutes later, I like kind of come to, and I'm like, where's my brother? Like, where am I? What's going on? Okay. My head hurts really bad. I think I hit my head. Super disoriented. And I go home, and when I get home to my mom, I walk in, and my mom's like, Brian, what happened? And I look in the mirror, and literally, like, I had a welt on my head. <laughs> Guys, I'm not kidding. It was huh. the size of, like, a softball. Like, it was just huge. <laughs> and what had happened is my little brother tackled me, and I hit my head, knocked me out cold on a manhole cover, and he left me. Yeah, yeah he, and he bailed. He full he said, on, I think I I think I killed him. He full on <laughs> panic. Left me. Left me unconscious in wow. my neighbor's yard. Uh and then uh yeah, so we we had to talk about that. But literally for like for probably like three or four days, I had a massive like welt on my head <laughs> where I hit my head. It was bad. And uh, I didn't go to the uh, hospital. Let me tell you about one of the few times I got into a fight. It was third grade. Oh, our teacher was pregnant and was on, like, uh, paternity leave. And so we had a substitute teacher that came in, and she was from college. It just graduated. And me and my buddy Keith got into an argument over who she liked best, which the answer was <laughs> none of us because we were third graders and she was like 23. Well, the good um, news is we'll be able to cut all this episode and get it nice and compact. Yeah. Remember I talked about the predator stuff? No, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so Keith and I got into a literal fist fight, like knocking desks over, tackling like going into walls, people like shoving back away from us because we were fighting over who she liked best. I literally couldn't even tell you her name, but I just trying to imagine two third graders fighting over the affection of a like 23 year old. God, that's so stupid. The best part is she's probably 65 or 70 now. So LOL. Get at me on Facebook. You follow, like, and subscribe. No, I actually don't. My wife listens. That was just to be funny, but I don't actually mean that. Don't don't reach out. <laughs> don't, don't reach out. I said that to be funny, but please. So both of you have been in fights. I don't think I have. I My brother and I never got violent towards each other. There's was, there was two incidents I remember. One, we just watched Dragon Ball Z, which we were not allowed to watch. And, I got <laughs> and here's why. This is why. Yeah, and we got hyped up and got on the trampoline, and I remember just Went drop kicking him straight off the trampoline. <laughs> That's the why you weren't time, allowed to watch because you were a giant. <laughs> no, I mean, I was taller, but like that show gets you amped up. You know what I'm saying? John, oh, yeah. Carl and I fought over who would be first player in a game, and it broke out in a fist fight. Just, <laughs> the just only to time set that table. 
I remember the only time I've ever been, I think, physically violent towards him. I think I remember throwing something at him one time. I don't even remember what it was. I don't know why. I don't know how. I think we just passive aggressive fought. Like, oh, were you going to be on playing Nintendo right now? I've already turned it on. I guess I'm going to sit here for 12 hours. Like that kind of thing. <laughs> and I can see that. I can see that. I, uh, my younger brother, so I mentioned, but we're like six years apart. So we're like way closer now because six years apart, like doesn't matter anymore. But as kids, that's a significant gap. And so I didn't, we didn't really ever have like a lot of like physical altercations except for one time when I had a friend over and he would not like give it a break. Uh, and I remember I like, took him into the bathroom and gave him a good slug. And I've like <laughs> never, rec- never recovered from like how bad I still feel f- for doing that. Like it's never left me of like, God, what a just, I can't believe I did that. My, go ahead so and apologize. My, my older brother. Here. Right no now. Way. Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> no way. I can't do it. I had, I'm like sorry, a, Tay. There it was. <laughs> I had like a hero. Oh, complex. I feel so good. Do you feel better? Okay, go ahead. I'm trying to go move ahead. on, but Scott Scott needs this moment. Scott, I'd like to set the table for you. You guys feel this? It's therapeutic. You guys want to get any apologies out? We have anybody you want to apologize yeah. to? Uh, Dad, when no. you threw away my Nintendo, I did. I'm kidding. <laughs> I was like, dang, that's a real one. That's a hardcore one. Uh, I had like, so my older brother was four years older, and I had like a little bit of a, a hero complex with him as far as like, my older brother, which he is in real life also, like just one of the suaviest, coolest, <laughs> most handsome fellas you'll ever meet in your life. And so growing up, he just had the coolest friends and did the coolest stuff and went to college on a sports scholarship and was just like, but also wasn't like in the movies, the jerk. He was also just awesome. And so I never fought with my older brother. Anything he needed, I got you. He's the man. Uh huh. Uh huh. Then Carl, Carl, GTF. But I hated Carl. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, think that will just about do it on this episode. I'll be honest. I don't know what you guys are going to get to hear from what we talked about. And <laughs> we were what, supposed to keep this tight. This was going to be tight, but also Scott you know brought up some incriminating factoids and uh and moments for us so we'll see what makes it but we hope that you guys are going to enjoy this new season i don't know if i should say this but i'm gonna say it anyway we're actually looking at trying to bring you more content on a more regular basis maybe even weekly so we're be trying. sure we're trying guys we're trying so far this is episode one it didn't go so well as far as the length at which we wanted to stay but stick around you might hear from us next week as well as always like and subscribe wherever you find this beautiful podcast hit us up on twitter at we used to work together email fans at we used to work together and drop us that five-star review see ya Bye. Adios.